This is episode 14 of the One Productive Mama podcast. Hello, friend, and welcome to the One Productive Mama podcast. My name is Sierra, and I am a wife, mom to two boys under two, and a life and productivity coach for moms. In this podcast, I will be sharing tips and tricks so you can tackle what life is throwing at you, and we can learn together how to manage the chaos that is motherhood. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Being a mom is hard, but that's why I wanted to create a space so you can know that you're not alone no matter what stage of life you're in. So plug in your headphones or crank it up in your car, and let's dive into the one thing that time management experts have never been able to unlock how to do it all as a mom. Hello friends. It is crazy how long it has been since I recorded a standalone podcast without any guests or anything like that. Um, Just a little bit, bit of background for you. So when I decided to start a podcast, I was like eight months pregnant. (laughs) And I knew that if I was going to make a podcast, if I was going to commit to this, then I could not let anything get in the way. I didn't want to miss a week. I didn't want to take a break. Um, I wanted to be consistent and I wanted to build this thing the right way. However, I was also eight months pregnant. (laughs) And so I decided that in order to make this work, I was going to get as many episodes recorded as I could with a goal of getting two months of episodes recorded. And I did it, right? Like I, I set myself to do, to make this goal. I sat down at the beginning or it was the end of December and I mapped out what I wanted to talk about for the next 10 to 12 episodes. And I wrote down who I wanted to bring on as guests. And since then, like this podcast has literally just gone so much farther than I thought it would. Um, I've had additional guests that I didn't plan on from the beginning, which has been amazing. I have been able to learn so much from so many people. And I've also learned from you, my listeners, based on your feedback from the first 10 or so episodes. And so now I'm recording this episode. We have, this is like so much has changed. So much has changed since I sat down and decided I was going to start a podcast. Um, I had my child at the end of January and we decided to move into a trailer. So right now I am recording this episode in my bedroom of the trailer that we bought like And we just decided that we wanted to buy a travel trailer, put it on my husband's grandma's land, and live here for the next couple years while we saved up some money to build or buy or invest or honestly, like we're not 100% sure what our plans are, but all we know is that we're probably going to be here for the next two years. So that's just like a little mini life update for you since you heard from me last, which was beginning of January, or I mean, you've been hearing from me every week, but the last time I've given a up-to-date standalone podcast episode was in January and now we're here. Now we are in May, which is crazy. Um, so much has changed. So anyways, that whole long spiel, um, I decided 
based on the feedback that I've been getting from this podcast and some of the questions that I've had and just some of the things that I have been thinking about is, you know, I kind of want to make a little bit of a shift. So it's not going to be anything crazy. Uh, I'm still going to show up here every week and share thoughts and information and hopefully helpful tidbits for moms, but I'm also going to integrate more of this business side as well, because this is a part of who I am now. I am a business owner, an entrepreneur. I am a coach and I want to share that side. So that way, those of you who are also entrepreneurs can learn from what I have done and how I have grown on this crazy journey that has been almost two years in the making. And if you are a mom and you are listening, I still welcome you and would love for you to continue listening. And I'm sure there will be some episodes in the future that will be more mom-based because that is my life. And I know for certain that there are every single episode is going to include some bit of mom life because that's a major part of who I am. Um, but to start it off with this new phase of the podcast, I wanted to talk about how I was able to become an entrepreneur, build my own business with major anxiety. And I've talked a little bit about my anxiety on the podcast before and kind of how I grew up with that and my struggles with it. But something that a lot of people never expected me to do was start my own business. Um, my mom will tell you that she thought I was going to just do some office job and, you know, lay low and, you know, have that type of lifestyle. And then I decided I was going to go into teaching and that surprised her and a lot of people as well. And then I did this major shift and decided to throw myself into the world of entrepreneurship. And a big portion of that, a big reason that I started my own business was because I wanted to be home with my kids. And I still stand by that. That is my number one focus. It is the reason why I do what I do in order to provide a life for them that allows me to be present with them every single day and also provide for my family and be able to help out with the things that we want to accomplish and invest in and build as a family. But having major anxiety also was a huge hurdle that I had to overcome. For a lot of my life, I have really felt like this anxiety that I've had is a major defining point of who I am. That's how I describe myself. I am an introvert with anxiety. I, you know, not great with people or talking. Uh, I get nervous when I have to go out and do certain tasks. However, if someone else needs me to do a task, I can do it. No problem. Somehow that anxiety just goes away. I don't know if any of you guys who have anxiety have also experienced that phenomenon. It is just crazy to me how when my husband needs me to schedule him an appointment, I can do that. No problem. But I get anxiety if I have to do it for myself. Uh, However, recently I have learned that... I need to stop allowing anxiety to be who I am. It is a part of who I am, but it's not 
my defining feature. It's not what drives me. It's something that although it is a true mental illness and something that so many people struggle with and I am not not even a little bit downplaying the hardships that come with having anxiety, but it is something that I can either allow to get in my way and stop me from progressing and stop me from reaching the goals that I want to reach, or I can allow it to push me forward. Anxiety itself is something that is ingrained in every single person. It's part of that fight or flight reflex that we have that ever since the dawn of time has allowed us to recognize when there's danger around us and how we can respond to that danger. And when you have anxiety as, you know, a part of your mental illness, it just heightens that whole situation where almost everything is a fight or flight response. And everyone has a different type of anxiety or different things that they struggle with or different situations but just generalized anxiety disorder is typically where that, you know, normal fight or flight reflex is heightened. And so everything is very stressful and everything is, well, what if this happens? Or what if I run into this problem? Um, or, you know, what if the worst case scenario of the worst case scenario happens? And that can be a real stopper. It can stop you in your tracks. It can prevent you from progressing. It can prevent you from reaching whatever goals or plans or dreams that you have. And you can't let it. <laughs> um, just to be very blunt, it, it, if you have something that you want to achieve, you have to learn how to work through that initial stop. I can't do this. I can't move forward. There's no possible way this, this, or this can happen. You have to figure out a way to overcome that and instead allow that anxiety to push you forward. So what happens if I don't accomplish this? What happens if I can't take the next step, if I don't move forward? And making that little switch in, in your reasoning is something that, at least for me, was a major part of being able to grow a business. Now, I like to say that I am overcoming my perfectionist tendencies and still working on that, but that is another another thing that I've struggled with is this feeling, this, this drive to have everything perfect. And that, tied with my anxiety, can be really just a catch 22 because the anxiety wants to pull me back, but the perfectionism wants to push me forward. And for a while, I really just had to hone into that perfectionism, those, those perfectionist tendencies, and just really had to push myself. And it did lead to a little bit of burnout, which is why I don't, I'm not recommending that you do this. Um, but for me, that was what I needed to do. I needed to stop thinking about the what ifs and the, the, you know, worst case scenarios and start focusing on, well, if I don't achieve this goal, then what would happen? Or focusing on what would that perfect scenario, that perfect dream life look like and keeping my eyes on that goal. 
growth is never easy. It's, it's never linear. It's never not stressful. It's going to push you out of your comfort zone. And so as someone who has anxiety in their business, it's important to recognize that some of those things that you struggle with and that you will struggle with and you'll come into contact with as just normal parts of owning a business, you can either let it stop you and prevent you from growing, or you can lean into it and have those, you know, little mini panic attacks, maybe, um, those heart, heart thumping, like scenarios when you are on a call with someone and your heart is just racing. There's so many times when I've gotten off a call and I am literally just sweating. I am stressed because of the situation I was in, but that situation did not hurt me. It helped me move forward. It brought me progress. It gave me information. It brought me to a potential client, whatever it was, that is greater than the situation that that anxiety put me in. And I hope this is making sense because it's a little bit all over the place. Um, but another thing that I kind of wanted to talk to you about today was the obstacles I've had to face becoming an entrepreneur with my anxiety. And I'm sure if you have anxiety and you are an entrepreneur, you felt these same things that I have. Uh, one of my biggest, biggest issues that I ran into was getting on calls with people getting on discovery calls, market research calls, sales calls, all of them, that was a cause of major stress for me. And it would drain me. After I would get off a call, I would just, I would end the call and I would be drained. And for the rest of the day, I just had no energy. And that's majorly another reason is because of that introverted side of myself that having those interactions does tend to drain me. And so something that I had to do was I would limit myself to one call a day. So I could, I could work on so many other things in my business. I could do, you know, emails or social media posts or client work, whatever it was, but I would only schedule one call each day. And I'm at a point now where I have worked it up to two calls, as long as I know that they aren't going to be heavy, um, me focused calls. So for example, currently I am doing some market research for my business as I am growing and changing and working on creating better one-on-one coaching offers to help those entrepreneurs who are, you know, struggling with managing their time. They are trading their time for money and they just don't want to do that anymore. And so I've been on these market research calls and because they aren't heavily me focused, I just get to ask the questions and listen and, you know, interact. That isn't as hard on me. And so I can schedule two of those a day instead of just the one. When it comes to client calls, those initial client calls, I usually just keep it to one a day. But as we get more into the flow and I know the client and I know, you know, how these are going to go, then I can add on a second call as needed. Another obstacle that I've faced is becoming a lot more open on social media. And if you follow me on my social media page, you probably would not think that I have anxiety. You probably would not think that this is stressful for me. Um, and if you do, then maybe I'm not doing as good of a job as I think I am. But I really had to 
have that mindset of just diving in. So I still don't share 110% of my life. And some of that is just because I forget. I'm a busy mom of two. It just happens. I don't always remember to throw in a little update or share, you know, behind the scenes because I try to be in the moment of those events and things happening with my kids. But the other part is I just don't always feel like what I want to share is necessarily what people want to see. And so I have that inner that inner battle in my head where I don't know if I want to share it because I don't want the judgment or I don't know how people will respond or what if I post a poll and no one responds or I, I post, I put a post on and no one comments or interacts. And those are always going to be common, especially if you struggle with those mental illnesses and those mental battles. And so something that I have really tried to do and something that I still work on is I post it and then I forget about it. And it's a lot easier than said than done, but sometimes you just got to post and close the app or post and then promise yourself that you're not going to go look at those stats until the next day. Um, because it's, yes, it's always good to know what content your audience is engaging with, what content they like, but you don't need to know five seconds after you post it. And really, if you're looking five seconds after you post it, there probably is not any information there for you anyways. So learning to post and forget or post and, you know, move on with the rest of your day, come back later. That is, that has been huge for me. And another obstacle that I've really faced is selling my offers. And this is something that I'm sure many of you have heard of imposter syndrome before. It is a term that I never heard about until entering the business world, but it is something that I struggle with massively is feeling like there is always someone else who is a more of an expert than me. So what right do I have to share my thoughts and opinions? And it's really a mindset thing. And so something that I have been working on and I continue to work on, and this is in no way me saying that I have found the best answer and I am perfect at it and you know, all that stuff. I have learned to, I have learned that it's more important that I share my experience than it is to think about other people's experiences. So I really don't scroll on Instagram that much anymore. And that might sound like a bad word to those people who are <laughs> business owners and on the app all the time, but I really don't. I don't scroll on Instagram. I look at stories every once in a while, but I really only stay in my DMs and message and I post on my story and I don't focus on the quote unquote competition, the other people out there who are doing the same thing as me um, or something similar. I've also had to learn that it's not always about who has the most knowledge. So in my field of being a productivity coach, of helping coaches and entrepreneurs scale their business through better time management, that does not mean that I have to know everything there is to know about managing time, about 
creating a schedule about scaling a business. What that does mean though, is that in order to serve my clients, I need to be able to connect with them at where they're at. I need to be able to figure out what the problems are that they're having and provide solutions and help them work through those solutions. And so I very much see myself as a problem solver now, rather than just a coach, which I still take on that title, but rather than just being a coach, I see myself as a problem solver, as someone who can take whatever the situation is and come up with two or three or four solutions. That way we can work through them together. I also know that as I continue building my business and scaling, then I will have that, you know, I will have more knowledge. I will have more experience and maybe that experience isn't enough for some people right now. And that's okay. That just means that they're not my client. That means that they're not the person who I am supposed to be working with. I will find the people who I am meant to work with. And that is a mindset that has done wonders for me while building my business. So anyways, let's just kind of wrap this up. So becoming an entrepreneur when you have anxiety, first of all, think about what it is that your anxiety is doing for you. Is it going to push you forward or is it going to hold you back? And once you decide that you want it to push you forward, that can, that right there can make a massive difference in your success in your business. The second thing is to always focus on your why. So my why was I wanted to stay home with my kids. I want to grow up. I want to watch them grow up. I want to be there for the big moments. And that alone has also helped propel me forward beyond that fight or flight, that anxiety that I feel. And the third is coming up with a way to overcome those obstacles that you face. So those obstacles could be different for everyone. For me, the major issues I ran into was getting on calls, networking, being more open on social media, selling my offers, pretty much anything that had has to do with me um, talking to people. That was where my big obstacle was. And so learning how to overcome those obstacles is going to be huge. At the end of the day, like I said before, growth does not happen unless you are a little bit uncomfortable. That is where you will see the biggest strides in yourself, in your business, in anything you want to do. And so if you are someone who struggles with anxiety and whether you own a business or you don't, and maybe you want to, or maybe you just want to be able to go order your food without having major stress. Focusing on those three things can really make a massive difference and help you achieve the growth that you are looking for. Anyways, that is all I have for you today. Uh, I have a lot of fun, new things happening, and I am just so excited to share it all with you here on the podcast. And if you are not following me on social media, then please go follow me on Instagram at sierra.scocco. And I'll also be sharing a lot of fun things there as well as some behind the scenes. And yeah, it's always a good time. So I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon.
Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode of the podcast. I hope you'll keep coming back each week as we talk more about productivity and how to manage life as a mom. If you liked this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review or share it on Instagram and tag me at sierra.scocco. Let's bring the focus back to what truly matters in life and become the most productive versions of ourselves that we can be. Until next time.